The revolution is here. A movement of people free to live, work, and choose. We won't tell you what to think. We just demand that you think for yourself. This is Kibbe on Liberty. So we, so we were, uh, this is part two yeah. of the uh, Crypto Anarchy Megathon, <laughs> whatever that is. Yeah, Megathon. It's a Megathon. Um, um, and we were um, talking a, a lot about um, uh, cryptocurrency, um, primarily uh, blockchain un- under the assumption, but I, but I wanted to, to dig a little bit deeper and, and sort of speculate, because this is what we did when we were hanging out in Guatemala, um, because I'm, uh, smart people in this space have very strong and differing opinions about whether or not there is an opportunity to blockchain everything. And by everything, I don't mean everything. I mean, mm-hmm. specifically, all of the things that we used to be so optimistic about. We, we talked about Wikipedia, we talked about Facebook, we talked about about Twitter and and I was one of those romantics mm-hmm. that thought that these things would so so radically transform the world, democratize, push power mm-hmm. back down to the end user, all that stuff. And and lo and behold, we discovered that the people that held the keys to the kingdom, maybe it's Jack, <laughs> right? Um, maybe it's uh, Mark Zuckerberg, mm-hmm. who I still to this day believe is probably a lizard alien. Mm-hmm. Um, these guys control it. And ultimately, part of their control is is kowtowing to the um, advertisers and the corporate interests that that really make up the majority of, mm-hmm. of their revenue flow. So all of a sudden, we're back where we started, where information is is constricted and and there's there's no liberty in those platforms. So how do we fix that? Is 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 blockchain a solution? Uh, yes, and and the so you you mentioned how they fight these things and and living through the '90s as a as a as a open source freedom fighter uh, back in the day we fought you know Microsoft basically Microsoft was was the big bad bully that was like the that was the like enemy number one back then like now it's Facebook and Twitter and these guys that control the communications but back then it was like the operating system wars of of Linux yeah. the open source darling of the internet you know that was that was powered by people connected all over the world, all contributing to this. This, um, if you get a chance, go go look up the the Super Bowl commercial for Linux back in like 2000 or 1999. It's really cool. It's a really inspiring video. Um, we'll link that in the comments, as they say on all this. This is this is not. <laughs> I know this is not the one where they throw the hammer in the. That's, no, that that's was that Apple. was Apple. That yeah. was Apple in like '84. That was way back. Um, no, this is one where they. It's a really cool video. Um, it's it's worth watching. But anyway. What we did was we fought what was called fear, uncertainty, and doubt (FUD), and it's it's a it's a common tactic. It's kind of a lazy tactic, but it it's, it's effective at slowing down the competition. Like the the people who really understand how these things work. I mean, we're talking about like the, the eggheads at the Fed, the eggheads on Wall Street, the you know the the, the English, the England, the Bank of England. Um, you know, all these different they, they the writing's on the wall. Like they they've lost. This war has already been won. I mean, we know that. And now it's just a matter of like saving face and like how do we slow this thing down so we can have an exit strategy, or how do we you know how do we stretch this you know the getting's been getting or the 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 um, gettings have been pretty good for the last you know seventy years or so for these people so like they, if they can just stretch this out another five years into you know last year's their, their twilight years it'd be great but um, you know we know how these things have we know how to fight these wars you just you, you just keep your head down and you keep building you keep you keep developing you keep building you keep 
you know, stay on message and, and, um, you know, I think that's where we're going. So, um, like I said, you know, we've, the war has already been won. We're just letting it play out now. Like yeah. We're just, you know, cats out of the bag. Well, it's fascinating. So my, my whole, um, theory about this and I, I, I refuse to give up my optimism that I had mm-hmm. 10 years ago when I was, I was talking about this romantic age where knowledge was completely democratized mm-hmm. and the, the emperor would be permanently stripped yeah. of their clothes. And, and, and then we had the backlash where, where you know, they're, 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 they're playing a game of whack-a-mole where mm-hmm. they want to stop us no matter what. And their their tactics get more vitriolic and, mm-hmm. and more desperate as we go along, and you know in the process we're in we're in this like we call it the culture war, mm-hmm. but it's like we're, you know we're discovering that we're not all the same, and right. and some of us want to live um, life differently than other people, um, but I feel like we're in the middle of a paradigm shift mm-hmm. away from top down structures that used to tell us what to do, what to think, how to act, to a radically democratized world where nobody gets to tell anybody else what to do. Yeah. And and we don't actually <clears throat> quite understand the institutions that hold that world together yet. Um, and so I, I lean on Hayek, as I always do. <laughs> yeah, Drink yeah. here's Hayek. Yeah. Yeah, drinking. Um, because, of course, Hayek talked about the way that institutions evolve naturally just by people going through the process trying to figure out what to do mm-hmm. and so like it was it wasn't a government saying you you can't kill people you can't drive yeah. on the left side of the road it and or depending on which country you're in the other side um, it was people just practically realizing you know what if we establish these rules and we start following these rules um, we're going to get to a place where fewer people hurt people or take their stuff mm-hmm yeah, so <clears throat> that wasn't a question. I don't know. There was a lot there. No, yeah. but, I, but I picked some things out. There was a, a good talking point. Um, so if you go back, man, I, I really like making these analogies. I think I think taking people back to like, you know, talking about the internet and Web two because we we just lived through it. It's the most you know um, probably the biggest part of our lives these days. Social media and then how we distribute media, how we how we communicate. Um, if you go back, you know, now, now that the dust has settled, and we look back at at this internet thing, right? Um, and we ask, you know, what was the, you know, 30 years later, like, what was it really? What was the internet? What did it actually do? Right. It wasn't, it wasn't, oh, I can, I can like do online banking and I can order like crap off of Amazon and have it shipped next day. It's, what did it solve? It solved the communications problem. That's what the internet did. It solved the communications problem. That was the, the fundamental piece. Everything else on top of it is kind of like, you know, shades of gray after that. But it's like the internet solved the communications problem. So... If you if you know here we are in the in, like I said in the first first or second inning of this of the blockchain of, of Bitcoin or whatever you want to call it, um, you know looking thirty year twenty years into the future in retrospect, so going forward to go backwards, what did what did blockchain solve? It solved the trust issue, and trust is a really really big piece here because right now the problem is we cannot trust Facebook. We can communicate all day long. I mean I can I can set up a a, a signal group and put a bunch of my friends in there. We can talk about whatever we want. Right, but the thing is, is that Facebook has co-opted the user experience. They've they've got the the um, critical mass. They've got everybody there. It's the feeding trough, and then once you have that, it's really hard. These network effects are really hard to, to dismantle. But if you look at the fundamental problem with Facebook, it's that there's a trust issue. 
we trust, we're trusting them. We put our trust into, into Twitter. We put our trust into these social networks, these centralized networks. So if you look at blockchain, you go 20 years in the future and look back, you're going to realize that blockchain solved the trust issue. There's no longer this ability to edit things or take things down or like DMCA things. Like all these are, you know, even in my, in my, my company, we talk about, you know, and, or we, people ask us, you know, investors and, and, and lawyers usually ask us about intellectual property. Well, you know, are you going to patent that? I was like, it's open source, bro. And they're like, yeah, but like, you got to protect yourself. I'm like, no, we li- I'll, like, if you're if you're fully into blockchain like I am, you live in a post IP world. I mean, there's like these these massive paradigm shifts. I mean, like the the, the there's these these thought exercises and geez, I mean, I hate to say thought crimes, but like you know, you start realizing that like a government is just an organization like like any other. It's just an organization of people. And then there's the, the, the quippy quote about, yeah, but they have a monopoly on violence. You know, mm-hmm. there's that piece. But but really, you start looking at things much differently. And like, so in, in our vernacular, we don't say dollars anymore. We say government tokens. They're just government tokens. Or like, we don't say text messaging. We say NSA chat app. You know, and it's like, once you start to reframe those things in your mind, it like, the world starts to look really different. I mean, really different. I mean, like, these, these lines that are drawn on maps start to become... Like, what is that? You know, I mean, what if I subscribe to a digital government or a, a, like a, a, an ethereal government that exists only on a blockchain through something called a DAO, which is a really, really cool, com- complex uh, area. I'm of, feeling of like Neo but, right now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> There's a but this is like this is the way out of the system. Like um, I, I was just mentioning DAOs, like decentralized autonomous organization. Whoa. OK, those three words when put together, decentralized. Love it. Autonomous. OK, what does that mean exactly? Like, how does that work? Organization, that's something that, that speaks to me, those three words. But when you realize how these these DAOs are being put together and what they can do, I mean, you've got DAOs running around right now in the, these, these, these organizations, these factions, these, I mean, you're really mm-hmm. testing Westphalian theory because like, you know, what, 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 what is your number one as a Texan? You know, I, I, my dad raised me saying, you know, be a Texan first, American second. That's how Texans think. We're, we're Texan first, American. So, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you square that circle with, with who do you have allegiance to? Is it the people that are like-minded? The guy from Japan and the guy from Germany and the guy from South Africa and the guy from Belize? Like, is that your, is that your tribe or is it the people on your block? Well, it depends on where you're at. It depends on how, where, where you, where you exist. And then you see, you know, you see, you know, a 12 year old kids sitting there with a, with an iPad Dude, they live in a metaverse. That's where the, the new terms coming up. I mean, it's, it's still being defined, and it's still it's this kind of amorphous, you know, layer. Call it bullshit. Call it the future, whatever. Um, but it's it's um, man, you're like really having to rethink all of these things. I mean, you're really having to rethink this stuff. And 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 now that you're like you know your assets, your money, your 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 wealth, or your whatever, is now being digitized out of the reach of government. How do you even how do you even begin? Like you got to, you got to ask all these fundamental questions. So you've got to go back, bring this back into the economics piece. You have to go all the way back to the 1500s, to the enlightenment and figure out what were those guys reading? Like, what were those guys saying? The rights of man. I mean, like the constitution, you've got to go back to all these seminal works and, 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 and tease them out in a modern, modern day setting. And then you can implement them. You can actually create the substrate. You can create the frameworks that can't be, that can't be, that, that override you know, what, 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 what the guys, you know, two blocks from here end up saying, Yeah. you know, it's like, dude, I mean, we're like, you know, we're in a really badass time in history where it's like, man, the geeks have the power and like, it's time to party. Yeah. <laughs>
I love it. So I, I feel obligated at this point to, to quote a Scottish Enlightenment philosopher since you're, you're hearkening back to those days because I always fall back on like when everything looks completely <laughs> fucked up mm-hmm. and, and the government's like encroaching on all of our rights and, and people are pushing against that. I always quote Adam Ferguson mm-hmm. who, who talked about the wisdom of crowds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, this, it's a fancy way of saying, you know what, um, people are going to hack the system. And we're going to figure it out. Yeah, and it's all going to be cool. Well, there's and there's there's a lot of um, there, there's two types of people in the world. There's a lot of different people in the world, but there's 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 two groups that that you have people who who thrive in stable environments, stable markets, and they they love stability. They go to work every day. When everything's when things honky dory, they're love. I go to sleep. I'm bored. I'm like, we need some something's got to move. We got to have some some shake up in the system. Well, when things start to shake up, when you have this new like. You know, I was falling asleep at the, in the late 2000s, early 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 teens. There wasn't much going on. Like there wasn't much more innovation to happen. We kind of we got to the very end of the web. You know, it was like okay, like we're gonna rebrand Facebook or we're gonna like add a new widget or like. But we'd already solved all the problems. So the the amount of the S curve of development when you get to the top there, things start to, you know, what's the difference? Between, what's the material difference between the iPhone 12 and 13? Not much. Technology follows that same. Every te- every piece of technology, like the differences aren't there. But if you go back to you know, um, iPhone one to iPhone two, massive change, like massive advancements, and then it sort of teeters off. Um, and so we're 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 now in this new new area where it's you know we've got this this abstraction, we have all this all this disruption going on, this ability, this like really really powerful technology that's allowing for all this stuff to happen. So so um, uh, taking a step back, because I was really fascinated by a conversation. Um, that Tim Poole was having with the CEO of Rumble, mm-hmm. which happens to have been a Canadian company. I think they moved to Florida. The free state of Florida, if like you can't move to Texas, you move to Florida. Yeah. Um, but you know, Tim Poole is, is keenly aware that his entire business model is dependent on YouTube or on, on YouTube Spotify or, or whatever. Yeah. You know, fill in the blank. And, mm-hmm. and we've now seen like, you know, the, the, yeah. the, the mo- how the mob goes after uh, Spotify, like they did with Joe Rogan, and and you know the the CEO of Rumble is is promising like this is my project, I am not going to abandon the mission of free speech. And Tim's like, but you're gonna if if this gets as big as you say it's going to get, you're going to sell and you're going to develop these relationships with corporations and and advertisers and and, 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 and by the way, one of the key advertisers happens to be the government. The government floods a lot of money in the system. Yeah. And Tim Pool's like, just like, this is not a solution. Yeah. Even though you're right, helping right now, yeah. it looks like a super friendly place. But I remember when YouTube was a friendly free speech place. Yeah. When when Google was, don't be evil. Yeah. 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 So it, it has to be, it has to be something transformative. We'd have to get you on Tim Pool to assuage him <laughs> of his fears because the I I don't believe that the the, the solution is a more friendly top-down system. And, no, we, we, and we're seeing all these things pop up where no, like, then you get, I'm not going to censor you, but I'm still in charge. Right. Well, you get you get Fox News. Yeah. You get the other side that just does the same damn thing. You know, and so it's 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 a it's a tricky battle mentally, right? Because you have your own allegiances, you have your own beliefs. And you know, we went through a, a whole summer of love 2 years ago where we had, you know, riots everywhere and we had all this this stuff going on. And you know, it, it, it made me think about the truckers, right? So I'm like sitting here going, should people be able to fund the BLM riots? Oh man, that's that's a tough like I don't I don't particularly identify with the the BLM movement, 
I mean, there's parts of it that I agree with, but like, but you know, and then I look at the truckers and I'm like, how can it's really difficult? It makes you think about about these things, and, and it makes you it tests you to make sure you're hardened to make those decisions. You know, like like oh, we can go, we we just go to Rumble. Well, the Rumble silence the people who are you know two two in the middle. They're not they're not they haven't test you know passed the sniff test, so they aren't going to get access to our viewership. Yeah, you know, that's a, that's a really difficult piece there. And if you're if you're a purist, if you really believe in what you're saying. You got to have a, a common, you know. I think everybody should have a voice. Everybody, yeah. yeah. And that's that's the whole thing about, you know. I may not agree with you say, but I'll, I'll fight for. I fight like hell to make make sure you have the the, the ability to say it or whatever, in some terms. Um, that's a really important piece there. So it it, it you know where and where do you land? This technology, blockchain, and these decentralized technologies, um, are are going to bring that in. Yeah. <clears throat> it's still 1993, and you're asking me if we can watch movies in the car. We're not there yet. It'll come, <laughs> but just like. There's a lot of work that has to be done on the technical side before we get to like the higher levels of, of this stuff. But see, see, I, I, um, I'm an absolutist on these things. I would call myself a radical Democrat. Mm-hmm. I actually believe that everyone should have a voice. Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely don't believe that 50 plus one percent of the people that happen to show up in an election get to dictate the lives of everybody else. Mm-hmm. But to me, that's not democracy. That's that's tyranny. That's or mob a, rule. Yeah, yeah, it's mob rule. It's something something bad yeah. and I'm also a free speech absolutist which which gets back to this question of new a new set of institutions and and rules if you will yeah. that will govern this radically democratized society we don't know how exactly that's going to work mm-hmm. we're going to have to figure it out together but I I think that those of us that believe in liberty and personal responsibility and and the rights of people to do what they want as long as they don't hurt people or take their stuff. Right. Um, this this is our world. Like mm-hmm. we we should not be afraid of this. Right. Because we know from from human history that people yeah. have a way of figuring things out and establishing rules. This is where the whole classical liberal mm-hmm. um, framework came from. Yeah. Um, it wasn't planned. Right. It wasn't dictated. A king didn't do this. Um, you know, a, a benevolent dictator didn't do it. Um, just, just folks did it. Yeah. And so, like, we should be like embracing this movement. Like, this is our moment to shine. So, if you, if you go back and you look at how the how the Americans fought the redcoats, the, the British, right? The British wanted to line up in these these straight lines. They wanted to. I mean, this is common knowledge. I and mean, this is sort of American history one one. But what did we do? Right, we we decided now we're gonna we're gonna hit them at night. We're gonna hit them from the trees. We're gonna jump out. We're gonna ambush them. Right, we're not gonna line up in a field with their with their their nice weapons. We're gonna use our muskets that you know haven't been used in two years or rusty, and we don't we don't know how to we don't have uniforms, right? We we don't know the hell we're doing. We're fighting for freedom here. So what do we had to do? We had to we had to get crafty. Well, the same thing can be said today, right? So there was this whole thing about where the Americans like you know when when word got back to England and the king or queen, I don't remember which one it was, um, I'm a couple of Zacapas in, but they were, you know, they said, wait, they, they want to, they want to do what? They want to, they want to govern themselves? It was George, what? right? King George? Yeah, King, yeah, King George, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, Brad, fact check this. <laughs> like, they want to, they want to do what? They want to govern themselves? Like, what kind of crazy idea is that? Fast forward till to 2011, and all of a sudden the Fed gets this thing that says they figured out a way to make their own money. <laughs> they want to they want to control their own money? Well, that's preposterous. How could we ever let that happen? 
right? It's the dude. Like, there's so many parallels. Yeah. Speaking of queens, like, <laughs> I, I, the moment that I knew we were on the right track was the day that Hillary Quint Clinton yeah. tweeted out um, something that was so hostile to um, cryptocurrency that I said, okay, this is the path forward. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's all I need to know. Yeah. I don't know anything, but there's this a, is the path there's forward. A, there's a saying in the crypto community that if the U.S. bans it, buy it. If, if China bans it, buy more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, it goes the same way. It's like, oh, oh, really? You don't, you don't like that? I mean, God, is there anything more American than like, oh, your government doesn't like it, do it more? I mean, a, a red-blooded American. I mean, not, not yeah. someone who cowers in like, you know, govern me more, daddy. I mean, I'm talking about, you know, that kind of thing. It's like... <laughs> So, uh, practical questions, um, and, mm -hmm. and maybe you're working on these things, maybe you're not, and maybe you don't want to talk about what you are working on, but, but the practical questions for people that um, hate the fact that Twitter can cancel you. Mm -hmm. But Twitter's a really important thing. And, and going back to an earlier point, like I don't want to go down a ghetto where I only get to speak to this tribe mm -hmm. or that tribe. And that's Echo where, chamber, yeah. That's where we're headed right now. Like, um, you. you kind of have to be woke to, to be allowed to speak your mind on YouTube now. Mm -hmm. um, or you could go to Rumble and you could be not woke. Right. Um, and I'm like, I don't I don't want to divide us that way because I don't think that most people are either of those things. They were just like trying to figure stuff out. We should find some sort of middle ground where we can all talk. And yeah. like we can all be influenced by their ideas. I mean, free speech is a, is a human right. Yeah. I mean, it really is. So it just so happens, like you, you look at Dave Chappelle or Joe Rogan and maybe a handful of other sort of guys that just so command a massive audience that they're effectively uncancelable. Because if, if Spotify unplugs Joe Rogan, they probably kill themselves in the same process. Yeah. But the rest of us, I'm, you know, I'm not Joe Rogan. I'm right. not Dave Chappelle. Um, they, Under the radar. They can unplug me tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So the, the you know the question is like um, how did the rest of us get to that space where we can talk to all the audiences we can say what's on our minds um, we can make mistakes we can potentially say things that offend people um, is 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 blockchain gonna solve that problem in the long run yeah yeah we're still years away from that it's that's not like a oh in six months there's a new I mean, there's gonna be a lot of people who try to to build that platform on blockchain it's gonna be too early. We're still, when I say years, I mean more than one. Could be two, could be five. Could yeah. be. I would be surprised if it's if it's further out than five. Um, this technology is moving really, really fast. Um, there's a lot of right now. We're just trying to get the nuts and bolts together, like with the infrastructure, like trying to build these things and 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 build it for scale. Then we'll worry about getting on the next next you know billion users out there. It's there's a lot of work, a lot of engineering, hardcore engineering work to be done. I mean, yeah. what 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 Bitcoin gave us 12 years ago is um, is a good start. I mean, it was the the precipice, but we've got a long way to go, a long way to go on the technology side. Um, but it's happening very fast. That's the fun part. So in crypto, like you know, we we talk about something like back in September, like that's like four years ago in crypto time. Like September was like, I mean, I can't even remember back then. Things have changed so much. Everything, you know, you go back, you go back to this interview right here in, or this conversation in like, in like three months from now. And I'd be like, I was so off base. I had no idea what I was talking about. Everything's changed. Like, I, I don't stand by any of that. I mean, it just, things just move so quickly. We'll put a warning at the bottom of the yeah. episode. Yeah, put like a, the date. Like, yeah. So, so I'm thinking about um, um, peaceful protests. And I want to go back to the Canadian truckers and sort of wrap up in there. Mm -hmm. um, but 
you know, back in the day, mm-hmm. and and if inf- infamously, um, the the head of the FBI was Hoover the head of the FBI. Help me. Who? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and there was this clandestine effort to go after MLK mm-hmm. for being the. Uh, Allegedly, although it's more complicated than that, but he was he was the titular head of the civil rights movement, and the government wanted to shut him down. Mm-hmm. So they they specifically targeted him, and and actually you know they they recorded him and 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 tried to get him to commit suicide because they figured if they could cut off the head of the movement, mm-hmm. they they could destroy that. Um, uh, Justin Trudeau is trying to do the same thing to the Canadian truckers. And, and we've mentioned this, but we haven't really gone through the pecking order and, and the way that he went after um, GoFundMe first. Well, actually, I, I guess they were bad. GoFundMe was badgered into submission, perhaps. By the or, mob, maybe, yeah. Yeah, maybe, or maybe they wanted to do it anyway. Right. But either way, they're like um, um, completely destroying their own business model by saying, you know what, we just we just took all these donations, but we're not going to give them to the purpose you thought they reappropriated they didn't give it back they said we're going to give them to some like truckers for food or something like that yeah and then people were eventually so pissed off and they realized oh this this destroys our business model as i understand it they they've now committed to give the money back to the people that gave it but they would never give it to the truckers themselves and then there was this alternative um crowdsourced thing which i now forget the name of again fund go fund or no, no, there's no go. It's fun. It's give, send, me. Give, send, go. Give, send, go. So give, send, go emerges as an alternative, and the head of give, send, go, as I understand it, was a good guy. He was going to promote this, but then he got hacked because it's still like a centralized system. Yep. And then not only got hacked, but the donors that gave to give, send, go mm-hmm. to the now notorious and evil Canadian truckers were outed in the press. I was reading an article in the New York Times that was published 21 hours ago where they're, they're doxing the people, the, the people that have the audacity to give to the truckers. All the um, news that's fit for print. Yeah. So um, the, the short term, like this is a problem today, and it looks like potentially the short-term solution is in fact going to be Bitcoin. It has to be. Yeah. Like we have a giant exit sign over that, over the systems there, all the all the um, hurdles they're putting in front of us, you know, and and we have this giant exit sign. We just need to wake up and and be brave. Go out there and figure out how to use it. It's it's early technology. It's it's dangerous. There's a lot of things, a lot of terms you won't recognize as a as a new user. But man, you got to learn. Like this is this is this is where things are, are moving, and uh, you know, folks like the truckers, like like anybody, any any group of people that want to have, you know, um, grassroots, you know protests and stuff like this you know or or just or you know or or just or just just any sort of transaction you know the the right to commerce the right to to support things to move to move the move the the pieces on the board like that's a that's a human right isn't it and for the government to come for these for these all governments to be able to get in their metal in these things is like dude Dude, what are you doing? (laughs) we got to figure out a way around a sly roundabout way to get to get around this system and we we have it and, that and was a high quote, so we got to drink. Yeah, and there you yeah, go. Cheers. But but I think like this this could be, um, 
the catalyst. Like there's 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 moments. If it's not, there's gonna be another one in six yeah. months yeah. or three months. There's because the government's constantly. If there's one thing we can de- we can we can depend on is that the government's gonna overstep their bounds every six months. You know, and we're gonna and it's a matter. It's that it's that tipping point. Like where's that hockey stick point? Yeah. Where 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 does it? Is it easy enough? And the and the the need is there. Once you cross that, you're done. Because that it, it, like. I just rewatched the Matrix trilogy, so I'm now obsessed with the metaphor of being red pilled, and not not in the political yeah. sense, but in the sense that when you're black pilled, oh, that's where it gets really bad. <laughs> so I don't even know what that means. Like, you go, yeah, go look up like black pilling. That's okay. that's where you get. There's white pilling. There's black pilling. Yeah, there's... black pilling gets real dark, real deep. Okay. Like you just lose faith in humanity. <laughs> yeah. but, but see, I was trying to end this whole freaking thing on an optimistic oh, no. note, yeah. like. Well, hey, look, look, money's getting to the truckers. They're going to figure out a way to get it done. We've got okay. enough tools out there. There's, a, right. there's a lot of smart people out there that, that, that are supporting those guys uh, and girls to, 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 on that mission. And there's enough technological and sort of what we call normie ways of, of getting things. You know, It's great you have a lot of Bitcoin, but I'm hungry. How do you get food? Well, there's, there's, there's ways to do that. Um, and there's, there's, there's whole systems that are set up, and there's, there's good people out there working towards these things. I just hope that those good people work on all on, 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 on all you know um, situations whether whether they, they agree with it or not I think that's the that's the point here that's oh. what's beautiful about liberty is that everybody gets it that's that's the project yeah and I'm out of whiskey so we get to end whiskey it's not this even is whiskey a, this is wrong forget it all right, buddy. yeah see thanks for having me on can we edit that in post Thanks for watching. If you enjoyed that show, make sure that you like and subscribe. Click the little bell so that you get notifications. And if you consume this via podcast, go wherever you want to go. We're everywhere. Kibbe on Liberty. The revolution starts now.